The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, our sex tech segment. We're going to discuss the incel community when celibacy and technology make a truly toxic mess. And new investigations show that Big Brother is watching your dating life. And any other questions you have for our sex tech guru, um, we'll uh, we'll discuss after 10.15. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. You can also email me anytime to laurie at drlaurie.com. All right, here's a, an email. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. Love the show. Huge fan. I wanted to say to the men out there with ED or any anxiety, work self-masturbating with the Pornhub website's cock hero, start and stop rub, whatever start and stop, has helped me tremendously. You have to train your dragon. I can screw for 45 minutes to an hour. Cock Hero sets a beat, start, stop. It's great. I love it. Use it for two weeks. Don't use it anymore. So there's a... doesn't work for Pornhub, but apparently there is a site that can help you, uh, teach you the stop-start technique, which is something that I've you know, described uh, on air many, many times. And this person writes in and who maybe um, I'm going, you can use this website. How can I uh, have sex with my girlfriend for 10 to 15 minutes? I can't do more than one to two minutes. So um, learning that technique, the the, the stop and start is a, a very good start to this. Um you want to get to probably about 10 minutes, but you should know that your average is really around five minutes of intercourse. So most people spend time with foreplay and they spend quite a bit of time, you know, could be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes in a full state of arousal before intercourse. And so it may only take a minute or two. Uh, Under a minute is considered uh, premature. But uh, 95% of guys do fall within the two to five minutes of intercourse. So that's the the thing. Um, Somebody says, and soon you should be able to get Pornhub for the hearing impaired. That's what I hear. I don't know about that, but uh, keep me posted. Another uh, person who sent an email says, I was wondering about uh, positions. I once saw pictures of a young woman sitting on a tall chair, which had a backrest. It was comfortable so she could open her legs and not slip off the chair. This allowed her to be higher off the floor and the man could stand and have better access for intercourse. Have you any knowledge of such chairs? She was higher so that the man could have her higher up. Uh, she had better a- uh, he had better access to her breasts. Have you any idea of such high-type bar chairs with a comfortable backrest? The chair made it easy for the man to have vertical intercourse. So, uh, no, I don't know of any such chair, although I, I, I'm sure that uh, there, there there are definitely, like, aid, aids, like, um, 
you know, to help uh, with all kinds of sexual uh, issues, especially if you need to do it standing up because maybe on your knees hurts or, or whatever. There's all kinds of things out there for sure. So it must exist. Uh, if you can get bar stools that have a back that go up and down like that, that, that you can adjust in terms of length. There's plenty of those bar stools with a back that are comfortable that people buy for their kitchens that you can uh, adjust uh, the height. So that, that might be, that would be the first place I would look rather than spend a whole lot of money on uh, somebody who invented a chair for sex, for example, that may cost you a whole lot more, like find a, you know, do it yourself kind of, uh, of option first. Just don't get hurt. That, that's the only thing. Hi, Dr. Laurie. I'm seeking help and advice regarding a matter. I've been in a relationship for the last few years, and I have cheated. Uh, This was about six months ago. I committed an act which I know is unforgivable. I violated my partner's trust. I cheated on her with another woman and uploaded the video to the Internet. I did not think of my actions at the time, but know that it is wrong. I committed an act because I felt there was no intimacy and seemed it and seemed it elsewhere. It felt like it was more of a fix for me and I knew it was wrong afterwards, but I still, I still did not tell her. I told her that I know that I'm in the wrong, but felt that our intimate life was a chore or something forced upon her. She has forced that it it is not, but sometimes her body language says otherwise. Or when I would try to talk to her, she would say that I'm blaming her, which is not my intention at all. I know that I'm the problem and it's not her, but I just don't know what I should do now. So uh, clearly there's amends to be made here. You broke the trust in the relationship, but we also, when I see people like this, I want to know what happened, the lead up to this, what, what was going on in the relationship? Yes, you committed the act, but the, the, both people in the relationship are responsible for the state of their relationship. I'm not saying it as an, like it excuses somebody's behavior to go out and and cheat. That is always wrong to betray the trust of your partner, but both people contribute to the dysfunction of the relationship. And rather than just go elsewhere as if that's going to you're going to deal with the situation. That's not how you heal the situation. It's not how you're going to deal with the situation, especially if you want to stay with your partner. So getting into therapy and dealing with the issues. So not only now the the after effects of the betrayal, which is going to be hard enough, but also looking deeper to seeing what was not working in this relationship. Where was the communication about um, why couldn't you talk about how you felt and what this was doing to you and you feeling vulnerable and, and unloved or undesired and giving your partner a chance to to work this through with you before you go out and and just have sex with someone else like that just doesn't that definitely is destructive right it's not it's not helpful but having said that i've worked many times with uh, with many couples who have gone through this kind of thing and have helped them uh, rebuild a relationship but a new type of relationship where there is better communication where there is more intimacy more closeness more vulnerability more openness all of this so bottom line is you can heal from infidelity but you have to be able to address 
all of these um, all of these issues. Uh, Just Drew writes, I wish they would change the name of ED, erectile dysfunction, to something nicer, like hardly challenged. <laughs> That's a good one. Hardly challenged. Okay. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for six years. I give him oral sex, but he doesn't want to return the favor. He also just recently started rejecting me. Do you think he isn't attracted to me? You know, I I can't guess what's going on in the mind of your partner. All I can say is something is going on. So if there was a time when he did perform oral sex and now he stopped, um, what's happening? Why why is he rejecting uh, sex? So that would be the 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 question. I'd I'd want to dig a little deeper on the based on this. There's not much I can actually tell you in terms of what's going on. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. Maybe it has everything to do with you. Uh, I don't know, right? Only he knows the answer. Uh, Texturized and cheater. God gave me two heads, but only enough blood to operate one at a time. Penis has no conscience, but you have to live with the guilt. Nothing to justify. You blew it. Now you have to rebuild trust, and that is hard. That's for the person who uh, cheated. Coming up, Jason Behrman will join me. He is uh, uh, Dr. Jason Behrman. He's uh, our sex tech expert. We're going to talk about the incel community when celibacy and technology make a toxic mess. I also want to ask him if he saw uh, Don't F with Cats, which was really up his alley, I'm sure, in terms of uh, technology and, and um well, it's the Luca Magnata story, which was very, it was a very disturbing Netflix documentary, by the way, but it was so interesting from a technological point of view. So we're going to do that. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight on our sex tech uh, segment, we're going to talk about something we brought up on the show before, but not as in-depth as we are going to right now, the incel community. Why are we bringing this up? Because it has a lot to do with technology and how technology is, you know, maybe making some people cuckoo. Uh, So, of course, uh, we turn to our own expert, Dr. Jason Behrman, who is a marketing and communication specialist in artificial intelligence and technology. And he joins us every month, and I'm so happy to have you here, although it's always scary because I always learn something new that I shouldn't be doing online. <laughs> Hi, Lori. It's Hi. so good to be back, as always, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, yeah, talk about this very important issue today. Uh, it's and it's for, heavy. For, for, it is. It is it's a very a heavy topic. One, yeah. And so I, I, I want to begin by uh, with... with um, a warning and an explanation here. Um, I do not aim to single out uh, an entire community and label them or, uh, with a, a broad negative mm-hmm. brush. I don't want to ostracize them or stigmatize them. And I want to say is that uh, the problematic members within this community is a small, small minority. And what I really would like to focus on more is how regular people in this community uh, become the radicalized. Community, right? And mm-hmm. the incel community become radicalized over time. And how technology plays a fundamental role in that and how we design the tech products that we use today how they're making a lot of groups out there become radicalized okay and so i think we've all noticed that you know society is a little bit weird lately and really polarized yeah. uh, um we're becoming very polarized and we look at a lot of hot button issues in a very black and white kind of situation and mm. there's very little nuance in between and it seems like um the most radical voices and 
either side of any kind of debate are the ones that are most augmented and the ones that we see the most. And and of course, that's all of the social media and the technology mm-hmm. that's making this possible. Because before, that's not you know you would hear about it here and there, but not at this, mm-hmm. not at this level. Now, just for our listeners who are not uh, uh, familiar with the word incel, maybe you can talk about that. I'm going to give a whole full on okay. uh, expose definition. Just, okay. definition, but uh, I just want to say that there is a common thread that's going on in society today, and the incel uh, community is just one. Um, we start to see many kinds of uh, online groups and forums uh, forming, and where uh, a lot of people uh, become radicalized and become more and more extreme in their ideologies. Mm-hmm. And this is, goes from everything from groups about anorexia and eating disorders mm-hmm. to white supremacists and neo Nazis that have become very prominent and present in society mm-hmm. now to um, terrorist groups, uh, you know, like ISIS recruitment mm-hmm. and um, other kinds of like strange ideologies out there. And the incel group is just like one of this part of the spectrum, I guess you could say. Right. So incel stands for involuntary celibates. And it's an online, like distinctly digital kind of thing. It's okay. an online subculture. And uh, these are primarily men between the ages of 16 and 30, primarily white, primarily located in Western countries, uh, namely North America, but also in Europe. Primarily straight? Uh, oh, oh, definitely primarily okay. straight. And um, they uh, have a problem where they are unable to find a romantic partner. Many of them are virgins and don't want to be. And they, they just can't have sex and they're sexually frustrated. Right. Hence and, involuntary celibate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Many of them are described as being heavily bullied uh, throughout uh, high school and even beyond that. Um, many describe themselves as being uh, on the autism spectrum, uh, mm-hmm. very high functioning, but n- not all of them. Like let's let's not uh, right, right. We're not. It's not a that. generalization, right? And uh, some say that they are generally uh, too unattractive for to attract a, a sexual female partner. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of strange, like. I, I looked at some of the most prominent members of the incel group, and uh, I did not find them to be particularly unattractive, let's right, say. Right, right. Uh, so many of them are, are, they have many struggles with social awkwardness and social yeah, anxiety. Yeah, and that, that's, it's not their looks. It's what mm. happens after they meet somebody, yeah. oftentimes. It's the message they give off. So socially awkward people can come off as even though they might be very nice and and all of that they they can not knowing and reading social cues can come off as creepy and scary for uh for women, for example. Absolutely. can happen. Many of them face problems with marginalization and disenfranchisement. So they live at home with mom and, mm. uh, you know, they're like 30 years old and they don't really have hobbies. They don't really associate with other people. They don't really have many other interests except for living in digital worlds and, right. you know, fantasy land where they right. don't have to have that face-to-face interaction with others. And if you don't really have advanced education and advanced job or any kind of hobbies, like what what do you think you're going to talk about when you go on a date with a woman? Like, right. Like, That's true. I, I don't think it's going to work that well. Right. You know? but except that it because of the fantasy world and easy access to this fantasy world, it doesn't also allow for the development of those skills. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we need to really talk about in terms of like technology and how the technology is designed today that actually 
encourages that kind of anonymous existence、mm. in that never never land that doesn't really exist, and you know actually makes you feel more comfortable not having that face to face interactions、right. with others because it's just so much more easy, you know, yeah, when you're online. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this person says just tell them to get an escort, but it's not about because that that has come up with incels、yes. about well, why don't you just go and pay for sex? The whole point is they don't want to; they want a girlfriend. It's not just about the sex.、Uh, yes and no. So、okay. that is something that、uh, I was going to talk about、mm-hmm. a little bit later. But uh, yeah, uh, many have offered、uh, solutions like, well, why don't you go see a sex trade worker or、um, some resort to sex dolls,、mm-hmm. uh, sex robots that、mm-hmm. we've been talking about. But many of them say it's it's not just their sexual frustration per se, or the fact that they are like perpetually a virgin and they can't escape that trap. It, they do not like the fact of, of how women do not find them attractive、mm-hmm. or find them to be of value. So they and, resent that. Right,、yes. right. They don't want to be valued for the money you're paying them. They want to be valued for them.、Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to make it very clear to all the listeners here that these people are voicing a real frustration、mm-hmm. and a real anger and a real pain and sadness. So、yeah. we have to understand that. Whether or not these feelings are justified or appropriate is another debate.、Mm-hmm. Okay. So、uh, why are we focusing so much attention on like the incel community? Well, it's because lately there's been a small subset of this community that has become so radicalized that now they're starting to act out against society,、oh, wow. and we're starting to see a bunch of men that are trying to、um, egg one another on in these forums to、uh, try to manipulate women into sleeping with them, and it escalates to you know、um, how it's actually okay and justified for you to rape another woman. <gasps> Other people are starting to.、Uh, Uh, be very proud and 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 voice like、uh, how happy they are、um, on the number of women that they are groping in、uh, public transit、wow. to voice their frustration against like women who won't give them sex.、Um, some of these、uh, incels have glorified the fact that they have catfished women on、uh, dating sites.、Mm-hmm. So this is where they put up a fake profile and they、uh, manipulate women into thinking that they're going to go meet. Some dashing handsome guy, and when they get to the location, it turns out to be one of these incel men,、mm-hmm. and they film the the altercation with this woman, and sometimes they will insult them,、uh, humiliate them,、uh, say really vile things, and、uh, they post these videos on these online forums as like this grand old joke amongst their incel community members,、But、and a lot of them find this to be wildly entertaining and also acceptable. Isn't it fueling the hatred of women though? It's largely based on、uh, a, a, a deeply rooted frustration and hatred directed towards women.、Um, anti-feminist themes are very common in、mm-hmm. the in the discourse on these forums, and、uh, there is like a whole rhetoric around how they need to fight back against、uh, people who are sexually active and people who are、uh, sexually attractive, both men and women. So they look at men who are able to date women successfully and. They're scorned. They see them as the top.、Uh, these these kind of guys. They call them chads, and they're on the top of this sexual hierarchy that they've like established in their radical ideology,、mm-hmm. and that we must like fight against them. And what's even worse are、um, these attractive women called Stacys in their in their、uh, vernacular, and、um, these are women that、uh, they 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 just. It's so the vitriol is just like so gross. It's very vile, and they describe them as very selfish,、um, shallow, 
and uh, all they care about is like very superfluous kind of things, qualities in a man, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why they will never go out with you know a member of these incel communities. Right, not because they're vile or creepy or misogynistic or any of those things. <laughs> a lot of the discourse does have a lot of self-loathing and self-pity mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. So many of them um, do not, look Not very inward. attractive qualities, I must say. It's not qualities that will attract a good mate. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, well, coming up, uh, well, I want to hear, I know that, that there have been stories of... Um, violence like Mm -hmm. actual violence against women and the word incel has popped up in in the media in uh, attached to those uh, violent incidences so we're going going to talk with uh, with Jason about that and in the second half we are also going to talk about uh, these new investigations that show that Big Brother is watching your uh, dating life as well so we've got lots to cover with Dr. Jason Behrman he's a marketing and communications specialist in artificial intelligence and technology. We have him on every month discussing the relationship between technology and uh, dating and sexuality and love and and all that. It's like a a very particular segment of the uh, technological uh, field, but one that's truly, uh, truly fascinating. Right now, let's go to news and uh, we'll be right back. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Tonight on our Sex Tech special, we're discussing um, involuntary celibates, incels, and their their online community. And of course, it has to do with technology. So we've got uh, our very own uh, sex tech guru here, Dr. Jason Behrman, who is a marketing and communication specialist in artificial intelligence and technology, telling us far more about it so why why canada like what's going on in canada that we seem to have the bigger problem here I don't exactly know why Canada in particular, but uh, Canada and the United States have had uh, several accounts of uh, mass murders by people that either claim to be incels or are sympathetic to incel causes. And so the one that's probably most recent in everybody's memory was Alex Manassian, who allegedly, because he still has yet to stand trial for his crime, drove a bus down uh, a major street in Toronto and and killed uh, 10 people in the middle of the day. And And they were all women? No, they were just random bystanders, okay. but a lot of them were women. Um, that only happened, like, what, two years ago? Yeah. Um, just last week, a week and a half ago, uh, what other guy, what's his name here? Alex uh, Stavropoulos, he pled guilty f- to two counts of attempted murder. He said he was inspired by Alec Manassian, and he just randomly attacked a woman and her two children in the parking lot in Sudbury, Ontario, in the parking lot of like a big box store. Mm-hmm. And he said that he just was so overcome with sadness and feeling like so depressed with his involuntary celibacy that he felt that he needed to make other people feel the level of pain that he was feeling inside. Wow. So he actually brought up this involuntary celibacy thing. Yes. In his defense or whatever. In 2016, a man named uh, Sheldon Bentley uh, robbed and killed an unconscious man in Edmonton uh, by stomping on him to death. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was uh, frustrated with being an involuntary celibate for several years. So it's not just about, it's not like the Mark Lapine story where it's a misogynistic, you know, uh, this is really related to just uncontrollable anger at some point. 
mm-hmm. and not just taking it out on on women, but on society. On society in general, it's interesting that you brought up Mark Lepin because this community has a tendency to venerate this guy, and they call him Saint Mark Lepin. No, and they want to, you know, venerate him, and they think that you know he was one of the the first great leaders of this incel movement Jeez. against you know feminism and and women having too much power in society, especially power over the sex lives of other men. I find it amazing that this is allowed on social media. Well. That- where we're going to start to talk okay. about like how technology gets involved. So if listeners want to look a little bit more into this world of the incel community that's like less gross and less frightening, I found some groups on Facebook where Facebook is more heavily moderated in terms of like garbage that you could spew on it. There's still it's still there. Mm-hmm. But I found that um, those communities on a more public forum like Facebook were more um, approachable and less gross. Okay. Um, the rest of them. I, I swear, it's like going to a public toilet and looking at the on like the walls, right? You know, so it's just like all that vile stuff that people will write in this fashion, and a right. lot of it is just to get like a row out of you because it's like so offensive and so right. uh, inappropriate and also kind of petty, I guess you yes. could say. So where are these communities found then? <laughs> it's so ironic. So this these, these communities actually started by a woman who goes by the name of Alana in the late 90s. And she started an online community to talk and uh, build like a, a community where everybody can sympathize with one another about her inability to have a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And she was she wanted to have a loving relationship. She wanted to have a, a sex life, but she was a late bloomer, essentially. And so um, forum. and at first it was like super innocent and great and actually like something positive you know like right. a positive place to congregate on the on the internet but it snowballed and it grew from there and we all know what happens on the internet like after it reaches like a critical mass you lose control of it and right. many communities uh, and ideologies online can morph into something radically different that was like unexpected mm-hmm. so yeah i'm sure know. she's not liking uh <laughs> this very much no but yeah. we'll get back to alana and uh, when we can start to talk about solutions but what happened is is that a group started to become more and more radical and they started to espouse more and more violence and advocate more and more violence towards people and especially women and advocate rape and other forms of harm to other people. So a lot of them started to get like banned or taken down. Um, I hope so. But that just pushed them to more radical edges of the internet where people uh, or hosts of different kinds of online forums are less willing to moderate anything. Mm -hmm. Or they will say it's like, okay, this is a a space for 100% open and anonymous free speech. And when you have fully open, anonymous free speech on the internet, dangerous, it becomes becomes vile really quickly. But how do you find these people? How do you find these these sites? Are they, like, do you do a Google search for them? Are they on the dark web, which I don't even know what that is, but like, where are they? How do you get there? They are on the dark web and there are on, um, uh, they have specific sites for them, like uh, uh, incel.co is Mm -hmm. uh, one of the sites that you could check out. Um, if it's still up. <laughs> um, How do you also get to the people, dark web, Jason? I'm the, just The dark curious. web, you need a special browser called a Tor browser in order for you to see it. I don't recommend you to go to the dark web. I'm not going there. Because <laughs> it's usually a place where people are either trading like, um, child pornography or the sexual exploitation of children and like drugs and... Uh, hire an assassin and like all these oh other illegal goodness. activities. So there's like a whole parallel internet there that's called the dark 
web. The dark like, web. It's just scary. that you can't, you can't access it like you would the public facing okay. web. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's happening there. Where was I now? Where are we going to, well, what, can we talk about what so, to so do? You're so, saying, you're saying like, okay, how do people get in? Yeah, get I into find, these, these that's communities. Right. right. So many people describe themselves as uh, being in a period where they are either feeling lonely or um, their life is not going really well. Some of them describe uh, being rejected by a woman or uh, having a bad breakup. And then they will go online uh, in a very innocent kind of fashion looking for like-minded people or uh, a space to just kind of voice how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And we have technology today where um, some kind of algorithms will be optimized to uh, make you feel really engaged with kind of content that you're searching for or looking for on the internet. And what that has a tendency to do is pull you towards ideas ideologies and forums that become more and more radical because they excite that in you even more they excite that engagement they reinforce that worldview of that you are the victim look you're not alone there are actually Mm. thousands of other men that feel this kind of animosity towards women just like you do so all of a sudden when you're surrounded by that kind of unified voice like your worldview becomes warped Mm -hmm. and we're starting to see this pattern in all these kind of groups um, that are becoming radicalized online everything from the white supremacist movement to you know recruitment for isis right yeah and like you can comment that uh on that uh as a psychologist like um if you're feeling depressed and really vulnerable and you surround yourself by a bunch of people that are in the same state what happens to you and what happens to your worldview well, there's one thing with sharing and saying, you know, getting supports. Okay, it gets better. I've been through it myself. Like it's like you can, like group group therapy is is effective. It's effective. Uh, actually, somebody says, "Oh my God, that is not what the dark web is." I don't know what what. Yeah, the dark web has a lot of like uh, trade in uh, illicit material and illicit substances. Um, it's well known for that. So right. there's Aside a lot from of other things. There's right. a lot of other stuff that's on on the dark web that is perfectly innocent, but it's well known for the illicit material that's on the dark web for a reason. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So don't tell me that the dark web is like perfectly innocent. They call it the dark web for a reason. <laughs> yes, they call it the dark web for a reason. Exactly. Uh, so I I don't know if it if it I think that if you're egged on by, uh, if you're vulnerable already and you're egged on by uh, by people who say, oh, join us, we'll help you, we'll, you know, then yes, because you're talking about a vulnerable population. But mm-hmm. if it's just a forum where you share your, your feelings and you're getting support from other mm-hmm. people who've experienced it, that's one thing. But if you're being led down a, a dark corridor, that's completely something else. Yeah. And, you know, in order to have that kind of healthy discussion amongst people, you need a moderator, right? To someone. Yeah, exactly. In these things. Exactly. You don't have that. Also, as a psychologist, comment on the type of behavior human beings typically have when you have a face to face interaction with other people versus a forum where you could be completely anonymous yeah, and, and say, say whatever, whatever the hell you, you want. want. Right. Well, it was very, very different. You, you, the many things we would never say to somebody uh, to their face that we would venture and, and say online. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about as well uh, new investigations that are showing that Big Brother is watching your dating life. Something scary, huh? Yet another scary fact. <laughs> here on our sex tech segment with uh, Dr. Jason Behrman. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. 
With our sex tech guru, Dr. Jason Behrman, we are talking about the incel community and technology, which, uh, what a mess, uh, frankly, is what it's making. But anyway, I have a couple of texts here. Uh, Sad the world has come to this. Our technology has outgrown our wisdom. This is partly due to the lack of human interaction, and some do not even know how to properly interact that's true mm-hmm. uh, and someone says if you if you know someone who you think is being radicalized where can you get help for them so I'm not sure I don't have the answer but maybe you can start talking about well what do you do in in, in this kind of situation yeah so many people are asking similar questions now and we're um, uh, just oh, in general I want everybody uh, listening now to uh, realize that if Uh, A young man in your life is really socially isolated and you could tell that they're not feeling really great about themselves. It's time for you to have a friendly and open conversation with them about how they're feeling. And if you find that they're retracting into digital worlds on the Internet, maybe it's uh, time for you to try to encourage them to get out in the real world. And one recommendation they have for people that may be like stuck in this kind of community is for them to volunteer, go out into the real world and mm-hmm. help other people that are in a worse state than they are or that they are feeling. And it will give them feelings of uh, self-worth and you know value in society. And who knows, maybe you can even meet uh, like-minded women that like helping other members in the community. And so, right. yeah, you could like break out of that uh, situation of stewing in this like miserable environment of listening to other people that are just equally miserable and warping your worldview. The other thing you can do too is work with somebody who can help you mm-hmm. with social skills training yes. and how to interact in a romantic setting, for example. I know one of our, our colleagues who used to be on the show, Frank Kermit, who's a, a, a dating coach, helps a lot of these, um, he specializes in adult male virgins. So yeah. you know, maybe many of them are in fact involuntary celibates, but they don't go necessarily crazy and and do crazy things but finding a way to know how to socialize mm-hmm. is is a very good option. Another uh, interesting initiative could be uh, to, to mimic what the uh, lesbian, gay, and bisexual and transgender community did with a movement called It Gets Better online. This was spearheaded by a uh, world-renowned sex educator, Dan Savage, mm-hmm. where they made videos of people who are LGBTQ, and they come and they talked openly about the hardship they had to deal with uh, being LGBTQ mm-hmm. and not being able to date and being in the closet and also being viciously bullied was a a common theme and rejected by society. And so maybe it's time for us to do uh, an it it gets better kind of uh, initiative uh, for the incel community, which is Mm -hmm. similar to LGBTQ uh, community. Yeah. Uh, This texture writes, as a gay man in my early 50s, I experienced an event a few years ago with exactly the type of person you are describing. After communicating with a profile on Gay Romeo for a few weeks, the other person had reasons that seemed reasonable at the time, so I kept up the chats until we finally met. Turns out this guy was someone I had previously turned down a second date. All what we chatted about was him making me want the guy of my dreams. It was a game for him. So Mm. playing that game, I guess, using the internet for that. Again, using the anonymity, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So moving on to... um, um, big brother watching your dating. Big brother and uh, what's data. going on? 
So on a uh, mm. few episodes on uh, passion, uh, I raised the issue where uh, a lot of people, uh, there's research that shows that people in general, users of dating apps are willing to divulge a heck of a lot of personal information on yeah. these dating apps. And uh, e- even like uh, the American government, they were had trepidations with Grindr being sold to a Chinese company. And they said that this could pose, you know, a threat to national security because of all the information that be- could be gleaned from this dating right. app. Well, um, we have a big problem here, and I want people to really listen up. Uh, There's been another report that was uh, an investigation, actually, published by uh, the Norwegian government, uh, a uh, government-funded not-for-profit that... paired up with a cybersecurity company and they studied the top 10 like mobile apps on your phone okay. and they found that these apps are sharing your information with at least 135 other third-party companies many of which you don't even know like wow. I, I never even heard of them right and so they're saying that like some of the some of the worst was grinder okcupid tinder and they said that they were sharing potentially uh your information with maybe hundreds of shadowy third-party companies, they, they describe it. Uh, the report is called Out of Control, How Consumers Are Exploited by the Online Advertising Industry, and it's by the Norwegian Consumer Council. I strongly recommend that you s- read this report. Um, Jason, you, you made me watch The Great Hack. I think yes. is that what it's called, The Great Hack. Now, that was scary, because this is a little bit what you're describing mm-hmm. here, where, uh, pol- I guess, political parties hired the cyber companies. Advertising companies. Oh, they were advertising companies. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and they were able to get like millions of tidbits of information to know who the voters are. And your vulnerabilities. And your vulnerabilities, your personalities. They were able to... And then they were targeting, I guess... Um, by building a psycho- in a way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. By building a psychometric profile. Uh, they would target you with specific propaganda to either dissuade you from voting for a certain party or to radicalize you and get very like in a kerfuffle and then go out and vote for another party. And um, in this expose, we found out that uh, companies like Cambridge Analytica, and there's more out there, by the way, have been manipulating um, democratic institutions and elections in dozens of countries around the world, especially in the Caribbean, parts of Africa, and even here in the United States in the last election of Donald Trump and Brexit. To me, like now, when you talk about political campaigns, it's taken to a whole new level, like mm-hmm. a completely different level. So this is why you need to be concerned with the amount of data that is being sucked up from your dating apps and other apps on your phone and shared with who knows whom. And when it gets shared with those people, where does it go after that? Is it sold again? Right. Is it shared to others and we like with these dating apps they're sharing your your ip address uh your gps location your age gender maybe even your hiv status uh your marital status some of these apps have been caught sharing information about your sexuality drug use political views and with with some company called braze i never even heard of Mm -hmm. that and um, that's just like th- there's this information that we're willing to give over by putting it in the app, you know, like we, we will fill out a survey or something or fill out a profile in the app. But there's like a whole other level of information that these companies can glean from your right. ex- uh, your use of these apps. So, for example, if they're taking your GPS data, which they have found that they're doing this mm-hmm. and your GPS data is constantly showing you going to a therapist, let's say, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden we can deduce that mm, maybe you have a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have a health problem if you're constantly going
going to this hospital or something. So Wow. Yeah, and like, they create a profile. And they do this with hundreds of thousands of people and then target whatever propaganda they want to them. It's typically used for targeted advertising, but right. now with like the Cambridge Analytica scandal like you just described, is like we know that corporations are secretly making what we describe as a, a, a voodoo doll of you or like a makeshift persona um, that has like a, a fundamental resemblance of like who you are as a person, what are your likes and what are your vulnerabilities, and we could use that like a voodoo doll if we put like a, a pin in the <laughs> hand of the doll, mm -hmm. you feel pain on your body. Mm -hmm. Well, we're making this digital persona of you and we know how to, you know, manipulate you, encourage you to buy something. We will know, like, when you're about to become hungry. So we could send, you know, an ad to you, like, 15% off this restaurant if you go there now. And and also target you for political propaganda and it's disinformation. It's insane. It's, it's, it's so intricate and, mm -hmm. and so far-reaching mm -hmm. that all of us, and I, myself included, live in a bubble, really, where... Yeah. where I don't even think about this stuff. So they're they're warning that um, when they they get this persona of you, like maybe you could be denied advertisements for like housing or certain kinds of jobs. Who knows? Like you might be discriminated against. You wouldn't even know. This the Norwegian uh, government they they uh, they identified that a lot of these. Um, uh, the fact that these all these companies were hoovering up all this data and taking it, and, and we have no idea where it's going, it was in direct violation of privacy laws that we've instated to try to solve this problem. Yeah. So these corporations, they don't care. It's the <laughs> wild, wild rest. Yeah. And, and um, who's, who's policing them? Well, the Norway, um, the... The council uh, of the government of Norway, they uh, started to go after people like Grindr and um, their hmm. data protection authority uh, put some pressure on them. And now Grindr said it's currently implementing an enhanced consent management yeah, platform. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But there's so many more where Grindr stops some other, you know, some other app is there. Jason, always interesting the information you bring to us. And uh, I look forward to our next month together uh on the show. As do I. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Take Bye. care. Uh, that's it for us, uh, folks. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thank you for your text messages. I want to thank our technical producer, Dave Simon, as well. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito uh, or through my website, drlori.com, where you can send me emails as well uh, and where you can also find the podcasts of all our past shows, including this one that you can share or listen at your leisure. Coming up next here on C. JD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Hey girl, tap your feet.